You're listening to a Glassbox Media Podcast. Before we begin today's episode, you're about to hear from our sponsors. Sponsors make it possible for this show to continue. That said, we recognize that some listeners will prefer to get rid of sponsorship messages and advertisements. If that's you, please consider signing up for the ad-free version of this show. Head on over to icantsleep.supportingcast.fm to sign up and listen on your podcast player of choice. Use code SLEEP for one free month of the subscription. And now, a word from our sponsors. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to the I Can't Sleep podcast, where I read random articles from across the web to bore you to sleep with my soothing voice. I'm your host, Benjamin Boster. Today's episode is from a Wikipedia article titled, Sacred Grove. As more people discover the benefits of fasting, including weight loss, enhanced mental and physical performance, and improved gut health, the challenge often lies in the daunting prospect of not eating. That's where Prolon comes in, a groundbreaking plant-based nutrition program that nourishes your body while tricking your cells into thinking they're fasting. Developed over decades at the University of Southern California's Longevity Institute and supported by top U.S. medical centers, Prolon is designed to maintain healthy blood sugar levels, support cardiovascular health, and help reduce abdominal fat. However, Prolon is not just a diet. It's a science-driven approach rooted in Nobel Prize-winning medical research. The journey with Prolon begins with a five-day regimen of snacks, soups, and beverages, all crafted to sustain a fasting state. Choosing a nutrition program can be daunting, yet Prolon would be at the top of my list for its convenience, scientific backing, and effectiveness. It's no surprise that thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon to foster healthy blood sugar and cardiovascular health. Right now, Prolon is offering I Can't Sleep listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash I can't sleep. That's P-R-O-L-O-N life.com slash I can't sleep for this special offer. That's prolonlife.com slash I can't sleep. And thank you to Prolon for sponsoring the podcast. If you love falling asleep to the I can't sleep podcast, I think I know of a brand new show for you to wake up to. The Daily Book Club is a podcast where the host Otis Gray reads classic stories every day, one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Hear amazing tales read start to finish. Whether you want to get engaged and wrapped up in fantastic stories that have stood the test of time, or you just want to relax and listen to a great book, The Daily Book Club is there for you to get lost in however you like. Right now, Otis is reading The Enchanted April. In the 1920s, four women, unfulfilled with life, take a chance and abscond to a dreamy medieval Italian castle in the month of April as the flowers bloom. It's a story dripping with wisteria, the beauty of solitude, and an unlikely pursuit of joy in Portofino, Italy. A perfect book to start this season. You can find The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. 
Subscribe so you never miss an episode and tune in each morning to hear what happens next. A sacred grove or sacred woods are any grove of trees that are of special religious importance to a particular culture. Sacred groves feature in various cultures throughout the world. They were important features of the mythological landscape and cult practice of Celtic, Baltic, Germanic, Ancient Greek, Near Eastern, Roman, and Slavic polytheism, and were also used in India, Japan, and West Africa. Examples of sacred groves include the Greco-Roman Temenos, various Germanic words for sacred groves, and the Celtic Nemeton, which was largely but not exclusively associated with Druidic practice. During the Northern Crusades, there was a common practice of building churches on the sites of sacred groves. The Lakota and various other North American tribes considered particular forests or other natural landmarks to be sacred. The most famous sacred groves in mainland Greece was the Oak Grove at Dodona. Outside the walls of Athens, the site of the Platonic Academy was a sacred grove of olive trees, still recalled in the phrase, the Groves of Academy. In central Italy, the town of Nemi recalls the Latin Nemos Aricinum, or Grove of Aricia, a small town a quarter of the way around the lake. In antiquity, the area had no town, but the grove was the site of one of the most famous of Roman cults and temples, that of Diana Nemorensis, a study of which served as the seed for Sir James Fraser's seminal work on the anthropology of religion, the Golden Bough. A sacred grove behind the house of the Vestal Virgins on the edge of the Roman Forum lingered until its last vestiges were burned in the Great Fire of Rome in 64 CE. In the town of Spoleto, Umbria, two stones from the late 3rd century BCE, inscribed in archaic Latin, established punishments for the profanation of the woods dedicated to Jupiter have survived. They are preserved in the National Archaeological Museum of Spoleto. The Bosco Sacro, literally sacred grove, in the garden of Bomarzo, Italy, lends its associations to the uncanny atmosphere. Lucas Pisarensis, the sacred grove of Pesaro, Italy, was discovered by patrician Annibale degli Abati Olivieri in 1737 on property he owned along the forbidden road, Colina de Calibano just outside Pissarro. This sacred grove is the site of the votive stones of Pissarro and was dedicated to Salus, the ancient Roman demigoddess of well-being. The city of Massilia, a Greek colony, had a sacred grove so close by it that Julius Caesar had it cut down to facilitate his siege. In Pharsalia, the poet Lucan dramatized it as a place where sunlight could not reach through the branches, where no animal or bird lived, where the wind did not blow, 
but branches moved on their own, where human sacrifice was practiced in a clear attempt to dramatize the situation and distract from the sacrilege entailed in its destruction. There are two mentions on this tradition in the Bible. Abraham planted a grove in Beersheba and called there the name of God, Genesis 21.33, and where the women wove hangings for the grove, 2 Kings 23.7. Excavations at Labranda have revealed a large shrine assumed to be that of Zeus Strasios, mentioned by Herodotus as a large sacred grove of plain trees sacred to Carians. In Syria, there was a grove sacred to Adonis of Afka. Sacred groves have survived in the Baltic states longer than in other parts of Europe. The main Baltic Prussian sanctuary, which is also considered a sacred grove, was Ramoai. An important wave of destruction of sacred groves was carried out in the lands of present-day Lithuania after its Christianization in 1837 and in Semogitia in 1413. However, some groves, such as in Sventi Brastis, still survive in Lithuania. A sacred grove is known as Alka in Lithuanian and Svetbirds in Latvian. Conversely, in Estonia, numerous sacred groves have survived to present day and have recently been protected by the government of the country. The Celts use sacred groves, called nematen in Gaulish, for performing rituals based on Celtic mythology. The deity involved was usually Nemetana, a Celtic goddess. Druids oversaw such rituals. Existence of such groves have been found in Germany, Switzerland, Czech Republic, and Hungary in Central Europe, and many sites of ancient Gaul and France, as well as England and Northern Ireland. Sacred groves have been plentiful up until the first century BC, when the Romans attacked and conquered Gaul. One of the best-known Nematon sites is that in the Nevet Forest near Le Cronin in Brittany, France. gournay sur ronde a village in the Voice Department of France, also houses the remains of Nematon. Nematons were often fenced off by enclosures, as indicated by the German term Ferrechance, meaning a quadrangular space surrounded by a ditch enclosed by wooden palisades. Many of these groves, like the sacred grove of Didymaturki, are thought to be Nematons, sacred groves protected by Druids based on Celtic mythology. In fact, according to Strabo, the central shrine at Galatia was called Drunematon. Some of these were also sacred groves in Greek times, as in the case of Didyma but were based on a different or slightly charged or slightly changed mythology. In the animistic native Filipino religions, worshipping Anito spirits, balaite trees, also known as nonak or nunak, were regarded as abodes of spirits or gateways to the spirit world. Cutting them down was taboo, a superstition that is still followed today. 
Outdoor shrines or altars known as Dambana, Latangan, and Tabara, among other names, were often built near the trees during shaman rituals. Aside from individual trees, natural formations, bodies of water, rocks, groves, and even entire forests, also commonly became sacred places to various communities. Trees hold a particular role in Germanic paganism and Germanic mythology, both as individuals, sacred trees, and in groups, sacred groves. The central role of trees in Germanic religion is noted in the earliest written reports about the Germanic peoples, with the Roman historian Tacitus stating that Germanic cult practices took place exclusively in groves rather than temples. Scholars consider that reverence for and rites performed at individual trees are derived from the role of the word tree, Yggdrasil. Onomastic and some historical evidence also connects individual deities to both groves and individual trees. After Christianization, trees continue to play a significant role in the folk beliefs of the Germanic peoples. Based on historical data, it is estimated that there are around 2,500 sacred natural sites in Estonia, the largest of them covering up to 100 hectares. Although rather exceptional among most of the technologically developed countries, in Estonia both the sacred natural sites and indigenous customs connected to them are still in use. Therefore, the heritage that is connected to sacred natural sites has great importance to the national identity and environment of Estonians. In collaboration between followers of Estonian native religion, Mausk, and governmental ministries, a national plan was prepared in 2008, Sacred Natural Sites in Estonia, Study of Conservation, 2008-2012 which includes about 550 hees, sacred groves. The National Plan on Sacred National Sites consists of a historical overview about sacred natural sites in Estonia, a current situation analysis, and several concrete conservation measures and instructions on how to apply them. The Coordinating Steering Committee of the Conservation Plan consists of environment, agriculture, internal affairs and education and research ministries, National Heritage Board, and MK. The University of Tartu is the implementing agency. Measures of the conservation plan are designed to handle natural sanctuaries and values connected to them in all aspects. The conservation plan foresees creating a database which supports researching and managing natural sanctuaries. The database would consist of folkloric, archaeological, natural, historical, and other data on sacred natural sites and provide information on the exact location, condition, and form of ownership of each site. Sacred groves are also present in Ghana. One of Ghana's most famous sacred groves, the Bayum Sacred Grove, and numerous other sacred groves are present in the Techiman Municipal District and nearby districts of the Brong Ahafo region.
They provide a refuge for wildlife, which has been exterminated in nearby areas, and one grove most notably houses 20,000 fruit bats in caves. The capital of the historical Ghana Empire contained a sacred grove called Algaba, the forest, for performing religious rites of the Soninke people. Other sacred groves in Ghana include sacred groves along the coastal savannas of Ghana. Many sacred groves in Ghana are now under federal protection, like the Anwim Sacred Grove in the Asukauko Forest Reserve. Other well-known sacred groves in the present-day Ghana include the Malshegu Sacred Grove in northern Ghana, one of the last remaining closed canopy forests in the savanna regions, and the Jachi Sacred Grove. In India, sacred groves are scattered all over the country and do enjoy protection. Prior to 2002, these forest regions were not recognized under any of the existing laws. But in 2002, an amendment was brought in Wildlife Protection Act 1972 to include sacred groves under the act. Some NGOs work with local villagers to protect such groves. Each grove is associated with a presiding deity, and the groves are referred to by different names in different parts of India. They were maintained by local communities, with hunting and lodging strictly prohibited within these patches. While most of these sacred deities are associated with local Hindu gods, sacred groves of Islamic and Buddhist origins are also known. Sacred groves occur in a variety of places from scrub forests in the Tar Desert of Rajasthan, maintained by the Bishnua, to rainforests in the Kerala Western Ghats, Himachal Pradesh in the north and Kerala in the south are specifically known for their large numbers of sacred groves. The Kodavas of Karnataka maintained over 1,000 sacred groves in the Kodagu alone. Around 14,000 sacred groves have been reported from all over India, which act as reservoirs of rare fauna and more often rare flora amid rural and even urban settings. Experts believe that the total number of sacred groves could be as high as 100,000. Threats to the groves include urbanization and over-exploitation of resources. While many of the groves are looked upon as abode of Hindu gods, in the recent past a number of them have been partially cleared for construction of shrines and temples. Ritualistic dances and dramatizations based on the local deities that protect the groves are called Theyam in Kerala and Nagmandalam, among other names, in Karnataka. These are sacred groves in Ernakulam region in a place named Mangatur in Kerala. Sacred groves are being destroyed as part of urbanization. The family Naluketil Puthimpurayil still protects sacred groves. Sacred groves in Japan are typically associated with Shinto shrines and are located all over Japan. They have existed since ancient times and shrines are often built in the midst of pre-existing groves. 
But Cryptomeria tree is venerated in Shinto practice and considered sacred. Among the sacred groves associated with such jinjas or Shinto shrines is the 20-hectare wooded area associated with Atsuta Shrine at Atsutaku, Nagoya. The 1,500-hectare forest associated with Kashima Shrine was declared a protected area in 1953. Today it is part of the Kashima Wildlife Preservation Area. The woods include over 800 kinds of trees and varied animal and plant life. Tadasu no Mori is a general term for a wooded area associated with the Kamo Shrine, which is a Shinto sanctuary near the banks of the Kamo River in northeast Kyoto. The ambit of today's forest encompasses approximately 12.4 hectares, which are preserved as a national historical site. The Kamigamo Shrine and the Shimogamo Shrine, along with other historic monuments of ancient Kyoto, have been designated World Heritage Sites since 1994. The Utaki Sacred Sites, often with associated burial grounds in Okinawa, are based on Ryukyuan religion and usually are associated with town or kami asagi regions dedicated to the gods where people are forbidden to go. Sacred groves are often present in such places as also in Gosuku's fortified areas which contain sacred sites within them. The Seifa Utaki was designated as a UNESCO World Heritage Site designated in 2003. It consists of a triangular cavern formed by gigantic rocks and contains a sacred grove with rare indigenous trees like the kubanoki, a kind of palm, and the yabuniki, or cinnamomum japonicum, a form of wild cinnamon. Direct access to the grove is forbidden. Much of the ways of the ancient inhabitants of Malaysia have largely been forgotten mostly due to the taboos among the local populace on putting certain esoteric knowledge down in ink, thus only passed down through examples of word and mouth from mother to daughter and father to son. However, much can be observed by the ways and habits of the natives of Malaysia, which includes 18 tribes of Orang Asli, Malay or natural people, and the Malays, who are often regarded as the 19th tribe. There is a practice of tree planting around houses to the extent that the walls and wooden structures are allowed to give way to the roots of creeping plants, purposely sown at the bases of these structures. With increased migration towards the larger cities, these houses are abandoned and allowed to return to nature. As most traditional Orangasli and Malay houses are made of only wood, bamboo, rotten, and woven palm leaves, being built without using a single nail, the remains of those houses crumble easily into its surrounding. Besides that, a practice of creating arches of vine and creeping flowering plants so that each time one were to enter the gates of the house, one has to bow as if implying or imitating respect upon entry to a sacred grove, which were practiced by their ancestors. 
Such practices are even performed by those who have migrated into the cities who prefer to live in houses on the ground rather than in high-rise apartments. A garden of fruit trees surrounded by larger trees are planted around the houses to provide shade and an illusion of being at home as well as to provide sustenance in the form of fruits and seeds to squirrels, foxes, insects, and birds. Commonly, a cat, or in most instances, many cats, are kept to patrol the gardens and guard from harmful spirits, as well as against rats which are believed to carry unclean spirits and diseases. However, one of the most striking examples of the tree reverence among them can be seen in the graveyards, which are considered as holy ground, on which no stone structures can be built upon. The whole area are covered by large and tall trees, so much foliage that the scorching tropical sun is reduced to a dim shadow as temperatures drop to a comfortable cool. Malay folklore relates that the trees whisper prayers to the Creator in absolution of the past transgression of the ground's once human inhabitants. The trees are also allowed to take root into the graves where the grave keepers, Penjaga Kubur in Malay, slowly remove gravestones, which used to be made from wood, as they are ejected from the grounds onto the surface. There is also a ritual of planting small tree sapling on fresh graves by family members who will then water it and tend to it periodically. Petals from fresh red and pink roses are also brought upon visitation to be scattered on the graves, and a ritual of pouring rose water upon the soils are also performed. The Malays regard visiting the graves from between sunset to sunrise as taboo, as it is believed that as sunrise is the beginning of day to mankind, sunset is perceived as the beginning of day to those who dwell in the grave area. Burials are almost always postponed until the next day, except in certain cases where it is allowed, provided that additional rules are observed, such as women and children, are not allowed at the nighttime burial ceremony. An ancient ritual of renaming the deceased as she or he is laid into the earth is also practiced. The Orang Asli and Malay naming system has a living name and a spirit name, which is given during the ritual of burial. This name is known as Nama Arosh, spirit name. The living name is usually the given name plus the word Anak, which means son, daughter, of, or bin, and binti which mean son of or daughter of, respectively, followed by the name of the father. When a person dies, the father's name is replaced with his or her mother's name, and this is made known during the reading of burial sentences. Granted World Heritage Status by UNESCO in 1997, Lumbini Grove is a Buddhist pilgrimage site in the Rupandei district of Nepal. It is the place where, according to Buddhist tradition, Queen Mayadevi gave birth to Siddhartha Gautama in 623 BCE. Gautama, who achieved nirvana sometime around 543 BCE, became the lord of Gautama Buddha and founded Buddhism after achieving enlightenment. The Mayadevi temple is located in Lumbini.
The concept of sacred groves is present in Nigerian mythology as well. The Osunosogba sacred grove, containing dense forests, is located just outside the city of Osogbo and is regarded as one of the last virgin high forests in Nigeria. It is dedicated to the fertility goddess in Yorobu mythology and is dotted with shrines and sculptures. Oloye Suzanne Wenger, an Austrian artist, helped revive the grove. The grove was declared a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 2005. Sacred groves mostly connected to Thai folk belief are known to have existed in Thailand since medieval times. Recently, new areas are being marked off as sacred as an environmental movement. The Lakota and various other North America tribes consider particular forests or other natural landmarks to be sacred. This is one of the reasons that there has been recent dispute over the nullification of acknowledgement of a Native American reservation land by the U.S. government and an attempt to compensate Native Americans for the reacquisition of this sacred space. The Bohemian Grove, located at 20601 Bohemian Avenue in Monterio, California, is a sacred grove belonging to a private San Francisco-based men's art club known as the Bohemian Club. In mid-July each year, Bohemian Grove hosts a two-week, three-weekend encampment of some of the most powerful men in the world, where they perform symbolic rituals such as cremation of care. Sacred Woods, Groves, and Trees in Fiction J.R.R. Tolkien included many magical trees and woods in his fictional writings, which he based on English and Norse mythology. George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire features God's Woods, sacred groves containing a single sacred tree called a weirwood, used as a place of worship. In the Legend of Zelda video game series, there is a location called the Sacred Grove in Hyrule, usually depicted as a gateway to the Temple of Time, and thus the Sacred Realm, one of the most important locations in the series' backstory. In MTV's Teen Wolf, a sacred tree known as a nematon serves as a beacon for supernatural creatures and retains some of its power even after being cut down. In the Hayao Miyazaki animated film My Name Are Totoro, the large tree in which the Totoros live is modeled after a 2,000-year-old sacred camphor tree in Japan. James Cameron's Avatar, The Natives of Pandora, the Navi live in a massive tree called Home Tree, and at the center of their sacred grove is the Tree of Souls.